Hey guys, if you're interested in checking out a video version of the show, please visit the Low Key Geek channel on YouTube. There you can not only catch the video version of the podcast, but you can also check out my other projects and short form video that I produce. You can find a link in the description. Otherwise, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey guys, what's going on? Um, I just wanted to do this quick uh, reaction video to the Oscar nominations. Um, you know, at eight around 8 a.m. this morning, maybe 8.15 Eastern Time, uh, I was up and ready to watch the live stream of the Oscar nominees um, uh, announcement. And, you know, every year this is what I do, uh, but it felt kind of weird this time because, as we all know, 2020 was a little weird um, when it came to movies in general because of the pandemic. You know, theaters were closed and Hollywood was mostly shut down for the most part. And there weren't a lot of movies that came out. You know, a lot of the major movies were pushed into either this year or the following year or what have you. Um, and, you know, out of all the movies that were recognized, with the exception of two, I believe Onward and Tenet, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but the other movies that were recognized were only available on streaming uh, platforms. So this year definitely felt like a year for streaming and Netflix was definitely recognized with um, a lot of their offerings there. Um, but some other movies that were recognized were for the most of the year last year were only available if you were able to catch them through uh, one of the movie festivals uh, festivals that were streaming online. So, you know, with it, like examples like Nomadland um, and even up to now Minari, you can only see Minari uh, through the A24 website um, uh, or with this sample of like Nomadland, you can only see it during one of the movie festivals during that time of month it was available for that streaming um, service or whatever service that they were using. So it was definitely a weird time and it definitely felt like this was one of the years where I didn't really have a chance to watch a lot of the movies. Now you would think pandemic wise and all that, I would have been able to watch a lot more. But, you know, like I said, with a lot of these movies being very spread around and and so somewhat scarce, um, I, I really didn't have a chance to watch a lot of the, the movies that were recognized until much later in the year or this year because uh, they started rolling out onto platforms like HBO Max, Amazon Prime, uh, Netflix, what have you. Um, so it's it's a little bit more easily accessible and all that. But enough of all that, you know, still was fun to watch this morning. So just my initial thoughts here, um, you know, I, like I said, a lot of, you know, towards the end of last year, the biggest movies that were talked about were Nomadland, Minari, Judas and the Black Messiah, The Trial of the Chicago 7, and Promising Young Woman. And they definitely uh, represented the majority and bulk of the Oscar nominations. Um, along with that, you have Mank. Mank being heavily recognized through a lot of the categories there. So that was really interesting to see. Um, you know, I, I saw a good portion of these movies. Um, I think the only one I didn't get to see was Promising Young Woman yet. Um, so I would definitely say a lot of these movies do deserve a lot of the recognition. However, uh, The Trial of Chicago 7 has been getting a lot of flack, you know, especially with 
um, comparisons when you compare it to other similar movies like uh, Mangrove, um, part of Steve McQueen's Small Axe series on Amazon, uh, which I personally think was a much, much better movie than, than Trial of the Chicago 7. So you could definitely tell like the with Aaron Sorkin behind it and um you know it it's it's one of the main reasons why that is definitely getting more of the push in hollywood so very interesting to see how that's all going to play out um so interesting time there one of the biggest things that i was laughing out loud with while watching this morning's uh presentation was every time borat 2's uh full movie title was uh announced uh to just hear them uh you know say the full title and i'm not gonna say it for you right now because it, it's really really long but you can see the presentation uh you know sasha baron cohen is laughing out loud and and you know his comedic genius is is really displaying in full form here um interesting to see that at least borat 2 got some recognition in some categories nothing under best picture or even Best Actor, you know, Sasha himself was nominated for uh, Trial and not for Borat too. So interesting to see there. But it was nice to see uh, Maria getting nominated for um, uh, Actress there. Uh, I believe she was nominated for um, uh, Supporting Actress, uh, Maria Baklova. Uh, her performance in that movie was stellar and she stole the movie. She was really the main part of the movie there. So really, really happy to see her being recognized there. Um, this is the first time I would honestly say that there was really great and decent representation across all the major categories. Um, you know, a lot of recognition for all different actors and actresses, all different genres of film. Um, so really, really nice to finally see that starting to come into fruition. We're still a long ways yet, but it was definitely really nice to see great black representation, great Asian representation, which is uh, phenomenal. You know, some of which is like, for example, uh, Steven Yen, Huge shout out to him for being the first Asian American uh, actor to be nominated for Best Actor and Riz Ahmed for being the first Muslim to be recognized and nominated for Best Actor in this in that same category, too. So really, really great to see that. Um, a little confused as to why both Lakeith Stansfield and Daniel Kayula was nominated for Supporting Actor. Um, they're definitely the main co-leads of Judas and the Black Messiah. I do feel like Keith was the main actor there. So really interesting to see that he wasn't nominated for Best Actor. So very, very confused about that there. Um, um, and like I said, with Riz Ahmed getting um, nominated uh, for Best Actor and Paul Ratchie for being uh, nominated for Supporting Actor, you know, um, the fact that he has that disability of not being able to really hear and all that, and he was getting recognized for his performance. It was just really nice to see Sound of Metal getting recognized in a lot of the categories there because that was definitely one of my favorite movies of last year that I saw. Um, but with all that being said, I gotta say, some of the biggest disappointments and snobs here. Um, when 2020 came around and, um, you know, the movie season was in full effect and all that, one of the most talked about movies, even once the pandemic hit and the movie was finally available for streaming, 
for at least two or three months within the pandemic when it started. The most talked about movie was Invisible Man. So I was really shocked to see that Invisible Man was not recognized in anything. But even more shocking for me was not recognizing Elizabeth Moss for her portrayal in, in that movie uh, for Best Actress. Because her if, if you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. And if you have not, her performance in that movie was amazing. Um, and like I said, it was what everyone was talking about for a very long time, um, at least for the first half of last year. Um, many people were already considering her to be nominated for Best Actress, especially since the pandemic was in full swing. Um, there wasn't a lot of competition because of the lack of movies and all that. So um, unfortunately, it does feel like a lot of the nominations or the nominees uh, and the voting behind it um, was all due to things that were seen recently, you know. So as often happens, anything that is released earlier in the year usually gets ignored or forgotten, to be honest. Um, so it was really disappointing to see that she wasn't even recognized at all. And one of the other performances that really stole the show for me of last year was Delroy Lindo. Where was he? Um, I know The Five Bloods was, uh, you know, mixed reviews there. I mean, I personally enjoyed the movie. I thought it was one of the better movies that came out last year uh, on Netflix there. Um, but it was Delroy's performance that was phenomenal. And um, I was blown away by it. And I was really, really shocked to see that he wasn't being recognized for that performance there. So really, really disappointing there. And along with that, Spike Lee didn't get recognized for The Five Bloods there um you know really really interesting to see no nominations for uh nolan christopher nolan you know one of the biggest uh mouths of last year when it came to movies especially being movies being released in cinema so no nominations for him and tenet wasn't recognized for best picture um they were it was recognized for sound and for uh i believe uh visual effects which you know I'm not surprised by that. Um, I, I believe it was also recognized for um, best production design, uh, you know, which again, I'm not really that um, surprised about. Eurovision, uh, the Icelandic comedy um, starring Will Ferrell and Rachel McAdams, they got a nomination for best song uh, for Husavik. So that was really surprising to see. And I, and I was kind of laughing at that. And I, I literally, yelled out loud when I heard that um, nominee being read out so uh, really really interesting to see there um, correction on the the Tenet, Tenet was nominated for best visual effects um, along with uh, best production design and that's pretty much it from rereading the nominees here um, so disappointing turnout for Tenet there and um you know like I said visual effects I'm not surprised at um production design okay I, I can kind of see that um but yeah really really interesting to see um such a poor showing of Tenet so I, I am very curious to see um Nolan's reaction this morning um again Mr. Uh, theater cinema there um, and how much he was really really pushing for his movie to only be shown in theaters um, and and all that so really interesting stuff there um, 
And some things, some other movies that um, I'm surprised didn't get some sort of uh, recognition um, because again, just the amount of talk that they had all throughout last year. King of Staten Island, you know, a very well-received uh, movie that went, uh, came out last year on streaming there, um, you know, especially for the performances from Pete Davidson and Bill Burr and obviously the direction of Judd Apatow. So really, really interesting. Again, that was one of those movies that a lot of people were talking about um, last year when it came out. Um, Hamilton. You know, Hamilton, a lot of people were saying that Hamilton was the savior of the summer. You know, when that finally came out on Disney Plus, um, everyone was talking about it for the next couple of months after that. So really, really shocked to, to see that, you know, Hamilton was not recognized at all, not even, at least in score or song, you know. So, um, you know, I know that there was a debate that Hamilton is not really a movie. It was more of like a filmed stage production and all that. But I, I'm pretty certain that if this, because um, remember, they did it was planned to be released in theaters. So I, I do wonder if this was something of a normal year and this was released in theaters and when you saw box office and all that, if then it would have been considered somehow somewhere um, along the nominees there. So kind of surprising there. Um, Palm Springs, again, another movie that was making a lot of noise last year when it came out um, over there on Hulu. Because one, it was one of the highest pickups um, from, I believe, Sundance um, when Hulu acquired the rights to the license for the movie and when they released it on their streaming platform there. So, um, and again, a lot of people were praising this movie too. It was very well received. So no recognition for Palm Springs. And like I mentioned before, no noms for small acts, um, for any of the small acts movies there. The Steve McQueen uh, movies uh, series that came out on Amazon Prime, um, especially with Mangrove and how much I thought Mangrove was a stellar movie with a lot of stellar performances in there. And if you were to compare it to a movie like The Trial of the Chicago 7, definitely a better movie in my opinion you know it was a lot more uh, gut-wrenching and very very emotional and uh, poignant movie so um, really really surprised uh, none of that was recognized especially when you compare things to how they played out in the Golden Globes you definitely did see a little bit more recognition for some of these movies and some of the things that I mentioned there so really really interesting stuff there um, I think overall um, most of the categories are pretty much said and done. Um, I'm not going to give my any other predictions yet. Um, we still have pretty much uh, a little bit over a month to go before the, the Oscars uh, are shown there and are um, the announce the winners are announced. So uh, I still have some movies I need to catch up on and some that I'm definitely going to be re-watching. But I will say, I think one of the... Uh, tighter, tighter uh, categories is for best original screenplay. Like you know, when they were there when they were naming out the nominees, I was like, I don't know where this is gonna go because again, every one of them is well deserving. You know, you have Judas and the Black Messiah, Minari, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, The Trial of the Chicago Seven. Um, 
Aaron Sorkin's name is definitely high up on that list because of his, you know, status in Hollywood and, you know, all the stuff that he's done. But if you've watched a lot of these movies, and again, I haven't seen Promising Young Woman yet. Um, you know, that's one of the movies I'm planning to watch this month. Um, but I've heard nothing but great things about it. Any one of these could take this category, to be to be honest. So, um, and I feel like there are certain other categories where it's very tight in that way. So really interesting to see how that's going to play out. Also, I, I do have to say again, um, talking about representation, Minari. I have to talk about Minari. Uh, it's nom I was happy to see that it was nominated for Best Picture and not international film because it is a film that was made and filmed here in the United States even though majority of the dialogue is in Korean. Um, so it was it's a unique movie in itself for uh, a best picture film to be uh, all in a, a different language, in a different spoken language. It was uh, kind of, uh, it's not the first time we've seen this obviously, but uh, again, speak of speaking of representation, uh, an a, a full Asian cast um, being recognized there for that movie, um, along with an Asian director uh, attached to it. So, um, really, really, really happy to see that. You know, that was definitely a, a great movie. Um, I was so happy to see it about a month ago uh, when A24 started screening it on their website. Definitely a movie to catch. Um, very well done and very touching. Um, um, kind of coming of age type of movie there so so yeah so um what are your thoughts uh movie fans out there you know are you happy with the results is this pretty much what you expected especially if you've been following the the awards season you know having the golden globes um you know the bafta uh stuff all that happening before these nominees were announced um were there any other snubs that I, I missed? You know, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on it. I mean, those were just some of the things that uh, stood out to me. But yeah, leave your thoughts, comments, questions in the comments section there. Don't forget to hit that like and subscribe buttons, guys. Uh, really appreciate it. Again, really trying to get the channel up to 500 subscriptions. So uh, let's grow this community and, and this channel. And I will catch you all in the next video. Later.